Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Holy Crap It's Sports for a June 3rd, 2019. It's episode number 24. I'm Pete Davis, your host. I want By the way, this is uh, take two. The first take I did, uh, I did uh, the whole show. I forget how long it was, you know, a little shorter than 30 minutes, I believe, and got over there to look at it, and I hadn't pushed the record button. So this is take two, and hopefully it will be a lot better since I'm going to self-edit a lot of the stupid mistakes I made before, like the phone going off three times. Anyway, but I appreciate all the calls. You're getting a lot of well-wishing calls because this is our first day unemployed. Uh, the uh, Kimmer Show has officially ended on Talk 106.7 FM Atlanta. Our run of six years has come to an end, and we want to thank everybody, all, all the well-wishers and people calling and, and the parties over the weekend and, and for bringing us food and liquor. By the way, uh, my liquor is, is a double rye brought by Barbie. Thank you very much. And um, it's just too, too much stuff that we've been given to, uh, to give everybody's name. But like I said, there were like three parties over the weekend, and I missed all three. Why? Well, today, Monday, June 3rd, is National Go Home Early Day from work. Uh, I thought it was Friday, because Friday during our last show, I got um, revisited by a kidney stone, which I've had twice before, but it's been 20 years. And it showed up Wednesday night, but I was managing it with pain pills until Friday, about an hour into the show, and it was like, I got to get out of here. So I spent the whole uh, evening in the ER, and it was just lovely. While everybody else was crying and laughing and having a good time on the final show, Wayne No Offense showed up, Jerry Quarter Pounder showed up, uh, Pantless John Gray was supposed to drop by. It was a great show, and uh, I missed it. And, and then I missed the big party at Oxygen Financial that night. Then I missed the big party at Big Tech's the next day. And I missed a goodbye party for a friend, a couple of friends that are moving to Lynchburg, Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Anyway, so that's enough about me. Uh, and, no, it has not passed yet. And But I've got really good pain medicine. Anyway, a lot to talk about. But once again, thank you. Uh, the Kimmer Show will show up again somewhere. Either we're going to be doing a podcast uh, besides this one. This this podcast, Holy Crap at Sports, isn't going anywhere. Uh, you can hear it, but we'll be getting a camera up. And by the way, we're going to have some guest stars come in, people from the show, to uh, help me with the podcast. Uh, be a little guest host. Uh, the camera will be here uh, this week or next. And we'll get Flounder in here. We'll get uh, Hangman in here. We'll get get uh, maybe get Mike Brooks or Shannon. Or Burke, or you know, Kara. What's, what's you know? Uh, let's see, Brett Barney, uh, Matt Dor. I mean, we'll we'll have some guests come through here. Whoever wants to wander in, uh, maybe the lovely Christian will sing for us. We'll see. She's not talking to me right now because I must. I might have said something mean spirited when I was uh, doing one of my kidney stone problems. Anyway, I can't. I don't remember what I said. Anyway. It's Holy Crap at Sports. You can listen to us on iTunes, even though Apple is getting rid of iTunes. I don't know what that means, but right now you can still hear us on iTunes, on Stitcher, Patreon.com. If you like the show and want to help us, remember, we're unemployed. We're starving artists now. And uh, Chloe is our latest joiner. I appreciate her and Mike and Michael and Esther. Uh, They're all getting co-producer credit. Uh, for helping out on patreon.com and uh, or you can, we're still having the Kimmer Show Facebook page up still have my Facebook page up and uh, Pete Davis is the name or you can follow me on Twitter at Pete Davis one <clears throat> that's the number one excuse me and uh, you can write me uh, Pete Davis one at yahoo.com and I'm on Parler now P-A-R-L-E-R which is an alternative to Twitter they don't censor they say uh, that'll be interesting it's Pete Davis one at uh, Parler 
So looking forward to that, getting the kinks out of that as well on my end. So once again, thank you for everyone. The show, Talk 106.7, the whole station has officially ended, and it was a good a good run. we got a lot going on to talk to you about today, uh, sports headlines, uh, plus NFL and college football news, Hall of Fame stuff, uh, a man running as a woman, I call drinking at SEC games. Ron Darling, good news for him. The MLB draft is tonight. Uh, what's the over-under of how many pitchers the Braves will choose? An insect invasion in San Diego, which turned deadly. Uh, the Phillies make a trade with the Mariners. The power rankings are out. The phone books are here. Uh, Pete's tweets and this day in baseball, he's starting. And uh, let's do a little double rise shot here before I even get started. Hopefully that'll help the stone go through. By the way, the album uh, album of the day on Facebook, if I stutter, it's a pain pill, um, something called Ultram, which sounds a lot like Ultron, which I think the Avengers defeated. But anyway, uh, my point being, I forgot what it was, so we'll just move on. Uh, let's see. Non-baseball headlines. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says four preseason or exhibition games are not needed anymore. That translates to we will no longer steal money from season ticket holders for four games, just three. Uh, Goodell also says he wants the Bills to stay in Buffalo. That's good. And he hopes they can build a new stadium. And we need the Bills in Buffalo. I mean, where else are we going to find fans willing to get drunk and jump off their vans onto cardboard tables for our enjoyment? I don't know. Uh, Dateline, Lausanne, Switzerland. Caster Semenya, S-E-M-E-N-Y-A, won a ruling in her, his, its battle uh, for testosterone regulations in the Swiss Supreme Court. So they've had to suspend the rules in the racing, uh, which means the two-time Olympic champion from South Africa gets to run in her, his, its favorite 800-meter event without taking any hormone-suppressing medication. Now, haven't we been for the last two decades trying to get drugs out of sports, and now we're having to put them in sports because some people want to cheat? And that's what it is. I, I feel for you if you're in that nether world between sexes, but come on, man. You cannot run. with you If you've had a lifetime of male testosterone, you were born male, you cannot compete as a woman. It's not fair to the women. That's a war on women. Sorry, bud. And, and I have no problem with their own category of people who are in that nether region. And it's not as many as we're being told. But anyway, but I feel for you if you're in there. So is Castor a man or a woman? Well, his last name is Seaman Yah. So go figure. Uh, College Football Hall of Fame uh, news. Josh Heupel, the Heisman Trophy runner-up uh, in Oklahoma in 2000, and the former Tar Heels pass rusher Julius Peppers are among 12 players making their first appearance on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot this year. And of course, the Hall of Fame is located right here in Atlanta. Let's see. It's also, they're going to have uh, someone outside of Division One. Former Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo, who played at Eastern Illinois, will be a first-time eligible candidate in the so-called divisional category, which is bullshit. If you're in college football and you're good enough to be in the College Football Hall of Fame, you you're, don't need to be categorized in a certain division. You're in or you're out. Because you look back at some of the guys from the 20s and 30s, that was on the same level as we have what's going on now, and they're not putting in a different division. So come on. Please. By the way, Josh Heupel, one of the greatest games of all time, 1999 Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, Ole Miss against Oklahoma. It was the last game Oklahoma lost before they went on their national championship run the next year. It was a great game. Heupel was leading the Sooners up and down the field. 
Left-handed, great. I thought he was going to be a pretty good pro quarterback because of the way he, he showed grits and guts that night. And then you have Deuce McAllister, the running back, uh, taking the Rebels up and down the field. It was the last game played in the 20th century and the first played in the 21st century because it went past midnight. Remember, that was Y2K. The whole world was supposed to collapse. And we were, I was watching that game thinking, well, if the computers go down, we'll, we'll find out. And Ole Miss pulled it out after midnight. It was a great game. You should go back and check it out on YouTube or wherever you can find it. And I remember thinking, what a great game. Unfortunately, I spent uh, New Year's Eve in Y2K, probably the biggest New Year's Eve of our lifetime, alone because I had gotten mad and kicked the ottoman, which upset my girlfriend at the time so much that she went upstairs and went to bed. So... Let that be a lesson to you. Also, what else? Other first-time candidates are C.J. Spiller of Clemson, Chris Samuels of Alabama, and James Laurinaitis of Ohio State. You basically have to be eligible 10 years after your college career has ended, and you're done playing professionally. By the way, Heupel's now the second-year coach at UCF, Central Florida. Peppers uh, won the Bednarik Award as the nation's top defensive player. The Lombardi Award as the best lineman in 2001 and played in the NFL for 17 years. Remember, mostly uh, with the Panthers because he played against the Falcons a lot. Other guys, holdovers from the year before, Eric Crouch, the quarterback of Nebraska, Carson Palmer, QB of uh, Southern Cal, and the late Rashawn Salam, running back of Colorado of 1994. And uh, a coach that's on there, and by the way, you have to coach at least 10 years of 100 games with a winning percentage of 600 or more, Daryl Rogers who coached at Fresno State, San Jose State, Michigan State, and Arizona State. If it had state in the name, he was there. A 20-year head coaching career is one of five coaches that's on the ballot. And Daryl Rogers definitely, I liked his Sun Devils teams out there in Arizona State. They were fast and fun to watch. The SEC has voted during its spring meetings last Friday to lift the ban on selling alcoholic beverages in public areas at its athletic events. It's a new policy. It'll start August 1st, just in time for college football. Uh, It does not require the schools, though, and some of them may be balking about it. Uh, Alabama said it does not expect to immediately begin selling alcoholic beverages in their public areas. In a related story, the University of Alabama has now designated all of Bryant-Denny Stadium, as well as Tuscaloosa, as a non-public area. Auburn President Stephen Leith told Auburn Undercover that discussions on alcohol sales would include the fans and the Board of Trustees, but mostly the fans. Uh, The policy will limit you to purchasing one drink at a time. Uh, They will also stop at the end of the third quarter during the football games and the second-half 12-minute TV timeout during men's basketball games. Women's basketball alcohol sales will end following the completion of the third quarter. Baseball at the top of the seventh inning and softball at the top of the fifth. So... You should get down to the bottom of your fifth before you get to the top of the fifth, as Skip Carey used to say. I'm paraphrasing. When asked about this new SEC alcohol policy, Ole Miss fans in the Grove said, there's a game? Now on to baseball. Very good news. Mets announcer Ron Darling is returning to the team's broadcast booth tomorrow night. Had surgery to treat his thyroid cancer. He said back in April he was going to take a little medical leave, had a mass removed. And a 58-year-old former pitcher said today his doctors tell him the cancer has been stabilized for now. He's been cleared to work, and they're going to keep track of him for probably the next year or so to make sure it doesn't come back. And prayers going out to Ron Darling because I, I enjoy I didn't enjoy watching him pitch because he was pretty good against the Braves, but uh, I enjoy him in the booth. 
The Major League Baseball draft starts at 7 tonight. The Orioles have the first pick, followed by the Royals. And a little sideline here, I was lamenting the fact that nowadays you either win 100 games or you lose 100 games. With everybody tanking, there's very few teams in the middle now. And the problem with that is we don't get the miracle year anymore, basically, or it makes it harder to do that. Uh, having a team, and yeah, I know the 91 Braves and Twins, but I'm talking about teams that win about 80 games a year, and then all of a sudden they get a player back from injury. They get a guy who has a hot year to a pitcher that gets hot. They make a, a trade or something, a pickup during spring training, and all of a sudden they make a run to the World Series, and that is so magical. And we're not going to see that as much probably because teams, when they start losing, they're going to start losing. Like I heard today, the Indians may be about to trade the whole team. We're talking Trevor Bauer. We're talking Carlos Santana. We're talking Francisco Lindor. That's the rumors that they're going to try and just go ahead and, and trade them all. So it'll be interesting. But anyway, back to this. The Braves will have two first-round picks because they got compensation pick from last year's first-round selection of Carter Stewart, who did not sign. The Braves thought he was injured. They wanted to offer him less. He wouldn't take it. And now he's going to be playing in Japan, and that could change everything. So the Braves have picked number nine, number nine, that's a Beatles joke, and number 21. And word has it they might, just might, pick a pitcher first. Really? Their last four first picks have been hurlers. There are eight other positions, I know. By the way, gentlemen, start your engines on Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel because that could happen at any moment. More on that later. By the way, Chris Russo on MLB Network on his show High Heat, uh, of course, started the show talking about the Yankees for 15 minutes, but basically said that the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros are the only three teams that have a chance of winning the World Series. How sad is that if that's true? That... that I don't want this to be like the NBA where, you know, the Warriors are going to be in the finals every year. Come on. And he said the Twinkies might have a chance, but he doubts it. By the way, the game yesterday between the Marlins and the Padres at Petco Park in San Diego was delayed 30 minutes, basically, after a swarm of bees got on a microphone and sent the players and the umpires scrambling behind home plate there. It took about 28 minutes, and they must have an exterminator on call because the sucker showed up within 30 minutes and took care of the bees. Now, here's my problem. He killed them. He sprayed them, killed them, and used a, a vacuum cleaner to, to basically pick them up off the ground. This is Petco Park. This is a park named after an animal feeding place. And aren't we told every two minutes that if the bees die, we die? And that there's a bee shortage? And then he just went and killed a thousand bees? In California, I thought they were environmentally aware out there. Anyway, it's not the first time it's happened. It happened back in uh, 2009, and it was delayed for almost an hour when bees showed up at the Padres game. The Phillies have acquired former All-Star outfitter Jay Bruce from the Mariners in exchange for an infielder from single A named Jake Shiner, Shiner and some cash. Bruce is owed $8 million plus from that $13 million salary, has a $13 million salary uh, next year in 2020, which is the remainder of a three-year contract he signed with, of course, the Mets, the king of bad salaries. See Bobby Bonilla, see uh, Ioannis Cespedes. And by the way, the Mets are still responsible for the second million-and-a-half installment of his three-mil signing bonus. Uh, Bruce is 32 years old, is hitting 212, but has 14 homers and 20 RBIs this season in Seattle. A three-time All-Star for Cincy back in 11, 12, and 16, and uh, was doing okay. 
with Seattle, in fact, much better than he was last year. And the reason the Phillies got him is because their outfitter, Odubel Herrera, is still on administrative leave by the commissioner's office because of the sports domestic violence policy. He was arrested in Atlantic City. Not good news there. Uh, Bruce's last hit in Seattle was memorable. Got his 300th career home run against the Angels. Time for a little sip here of the double rye. Thank you, Barbie. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, I made that sound again. I'm sorry. (coughs) Excuse me. It's now MLB.com's Allison Footer puts this out every week. The power rankings, you can follow her at Allison Footer, and that's with a Y, Allison. The team with the best run differential in baseball also has the biggest lead in the division, uh, pretty much running away right now. The Twins, the only team in baseball with a double-digit lead. They're also the only team in the American League Central with a winning record, 11 and a half games ahead of the White Sox and Cleveland. Their run differential leads the majors at plus 109. That's 10 runs better than the Astros and 15 better than the Dodgers. And all the, do- the Dodgers do is hit home runs. The biggest jump, well, not a lot of movement this week. Two teams move two spots, the Brewers from 10 to 8 and the D-backs from 16 to 14. Uh, the biggest drop, Padres went down two from 13 to 15, and the Pirates dropped from 15 to 17. So who's number one? Well, the same as last week, the Astros. Uh, they're playing with a roster which is a lot of hurt. They're without Carlos Correa, George Springer, and Jose Altuve, and then all they did was win five of six against the Cubs and the A's. Both the Cubs and the A's are swooning right now. Dodgers still at number two, on pace to win a franchise record at 111 games. They won 41 of their first 60 contests. That's the first time since 1974, which they went to the World Series and lost to the A's. The Twins jumped up from four to three. They won 15 of their last 18 games with 36 homers in that span. And by the way, the Twins have reached 40 wins faster than any season in their 119-year history, which includes going back to the Washington Senators, uh, which didn't win a lot of games, the Senators. Uh, Yankees dropped down from third to four. Uh, They lost to the Red Sox Sunday night, but they've won 15 of their last 19 games. The Rays are up from six to, to number five. They dropped three of four to the Red Hot Twins over the weekend, but they still are eight and four in the last 12, and they've won or have the fifth best record in baseball and the fourth best run differential. Sorry, I just scratched my nose. Uh, it's probably the kidney stone trying to come out. Uh, the rest of the top 20, you got the Cubs at number six, and the Phillies, the Brewers, the Braves at number nine, uh, Red Sox, Indians, A's, Cardinals, D backs, Padres, Rockies, Pirates, Rangers, Mets, and Reds round out the top 20 and once again if you're not in the top 20 you're losers time for pete's tweets yeah look at this up here the washington nationals tweeted about max scherzer the only pitchers in major league history with more 15 plus strikeout games than max scherzer are randy johnson hall of fame nolan ryan hall of fame pedro martinez hall of fame sandy koufax hall of fame roger clemens hall of cheaters so there we got that. Let's see. What else we got? Uh, remember when Budweiser? I'm old enough to remember Budweiser commercials being about Christmas horses and doggies. Not anymore. Or remember, what's up? Well, get this. Budweiser UK, that's their Twitter in England, or Great Britain, United Kingdom, has put out a tweet with a picture of a cup with Budweiser on it. The cup has four colors. The whole thing is on a background of purple. Okay, the cup has black, gray, white, and purple. 
And here's what it says. Black is for asexuals, because this is what it's for. Fly the flag for asexual pride. Okay, it's not enough now that we have to memorize the 72 genders, the whole prism spectrum. Now we have to actually memorize the people who don't even want to have sex with anybody. Asexual. In my day, it was, it was called unlucky. But anyway, asexuals who don't feel sexual attraction to anyone. Gray is for gray asexuals who sometimes feel sexual attraction. And demisexuals who only... F- okay, that's, that's all I need to know. We'll just keep moving. And it's why I don't drink. One of the reasons I don't drink Budweiser anymore. Maria I. Gordado, who uh, writes and covers the San Francisco Giants, says that booze has emerged as the common thread in Bruce Bochy, the San Francisco manager's retirement gifts thus far. He's going around the uh, baseball, and they're giving him gifts everywhere, as they should. He's, he's a Hall of Fame manager. He received bourbon from the Reds, tequila from Sergio Romo in Miami, and rye whiskey from the Orioles. In fact, I'm having some now. Uh, Bochy says, it looks like I have a drinking problem, but I, I really don't. No, of course he doesn't have a drinking problem. He's got all the alcohol he needs, which we do too now after all the lovely people brought in the last week or so. All kinds of guys. I got some Prosecco too I'm going to look forward to. Uh, MLB.com put this up last night uh, because of Albert Pujols. Most games with multiple extra base hits in the modern era. That goes back to 1900. Of course, the live ball era is 1920 up. Modern era considered uh, 1900. Babe Ruth has the most games with multiple extra base hits with 249. Behind him is the cheater Barry Bonds at 246. Then you got Stan the Man Musial at 226. And then Albert Pujols at 207. Albert just tying over the weekend. Willie Mays with 207 multiple games with extra base hits. By the way, I mentioned earlier that our radio station is no more. It's now playing Christian pop music, which now don't even get me started. Uh, it was known as WYAY 106.7 FM, and we used to carry the Braves games. Well, I was watching the game over the weekend, the Braves-Tigers games, Fox Sports South, Fox Sports Detroit, WCNN AM 680, The Fan, Atlanta, and WXYT 97.1, The Ticket. That's what's on the Chiron, the graphics, as you know where they're getting the sound and the play-by-play from and all that. But they also mentioned WYAY. Well, first of all, we haven't had the Braves game since last year, and uh, I say we. And... <laughs> And we certainly don't have them this year, and we certainly don't exist anymore. So they may want to work on that. Anyway, uh, another Pete's tweet here has nothing to do with sports, uh, unless you consider it's Godzilla 1, Japan nothing. Uh, it's uh, times where Godzilla is playing that I'm going to go see probably today or tomorrow. Uh, what else we got? Oh, the album of the day, which I put up every day on Facebook, is Billy Joel's Glass Houses. The reason is it's it's not a bad album, and one Billy Joel's on the cover holding up a stone, and I figured, well, I'm holding a stone too, just not in my hand, but hopefully later. Uh, let's see. That's also the All Star ballots are out for a few days now, and it's real easy. Just go on your team, and the, there's all MLB.com. There's plenty of places to do it online. And while I do miss the hanging chads and the old poking out the thing at the ball game. I bet the people who swept up after that at the the ballparks don't miss that at all. It's much easier now to do it. And I do several all-star ballots. And here's my first one. The first one, I do it helter-skelter. I just do it what's on my mind. I did it right before I got ready for the podcast, so I was in a hurry. And for the American League, first base, I got Carlos Santana. He's having a comeback year there for the Indians. He may be 
not be an Indian for long, though. Uh, second base, you got the Royals' Whit Merrifield. Uh, Matt Chapman, third base for the Athletics. A former Brave and Drelton Simmons at shortstop. Then you got the excitable Joey Gallo, who's hurt right now for, in the outfield, as well as Trey Mancini of the Orioles. And the reason I picked Trey is that he's having a really good year for a bad team. And I saw over the weekend that the great Brooks Robinson held up a sign saying, vote for Trey Mancini. Also, Austin Meadows, the outfielder for Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh, I'm telling you right now, you are going to rue that trade. Uh, Jason Castro, the catcher for the Twins, because the Twinkies need somebody on there. And Chris Davis, the designated of the Oakland Athletics. So who do we have for the National League? Who did I vote for? Well, I'm a Braves fan, so I put a lot of Homer stuff on there. And I'll change that later because I want the National League to win, so I'll pick later ballots where I actually get real hot guys. Not hot-looking guys, but hot guys at the bat in the field. Freddie Freeman at first base, and he deserves to be there. Ozzie Albies at second probably doesn't deserve it for the Braves, but you know what? I'm putting him in there anyway. Eugenio Suarez, uh, really good-looking third base. Here, once again, good-looking on the field. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, uh, third baseman for the Red Legs. Dansby Swanson, who does deserve it, playing shortstop for the Braves this year. Ronald Acuna Jr., slumping right now, but still fun to watch out there. Albert Almora Jr., uh, the Cubs. I really like watching him play. Cody Bellinger, the Dodgers, who is destroying it this year. In fact, there was actual discussion, which was silly, about whether Mike Trout or Cody Bellinger is the best player in the game. Uh, it's Mike Trout. So anyway, and Jorge Alfaro, the catcher for the Brewers, I put that in there because he's having a good year, too. So uh, if you want to reach me at Pete Davis one on Twitter or Pete Davis one at Yahoo.com and tell me who you decided to vote for all star. Seriously, who you wanted to uh, want to be on all star. Go for it, because we got to turn this around, folks. The National League, when I was a kid, the National League won it all the time. Now the American League have won, what, 18 of 20, 22, something like that. That just cannot be. In fact, it's going to drive me to drink another sip of the double rye. I got to quit making that sound. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for this date in baseball history, for June 3rd, 1888. The first publication of Ernest L. Thayer's poem, Casey at the Bat, appeared in the San Francisco Examiner, but he originally published it under a pen name, Finn, because he was embarrassed by the poem, but when other people came out and took credit for it, when it took off nationwide, he said, uh-uh, that's mine. 1902 on this date, Cardinal right-hander Mike O'Neill uh, hit his first pinch hit Grand Slam in Major League history. He hit it off bean-eater Togi Pittenger to give the Redbirds a win over Boston. On this day in 1914, and this is, judges back in 1914 were kind of smart asses, had a lot more leeway than they do now, mainly because there wasn't social media. A court of appeals awarded $3,500, this is 1914 money, this is a lot of money, to Charles Edling, a lawyer who was hit in the nose with a foul ball. The ball broke through a wire netting while he was attending a Kansas City Blues game at Association Park three years earlier in 1911. The legal ruling, and here's where the smartass comes in, said that the American Association team, the Blues, had kept their eye on the ball with the accuracy that they contend that Edling should have exhibited about keeping his eye on the ball, they would have attained a higher place in the pennant race. (laughs) On this day, 1932, in Philadelphia, an auspicious day in Philadelphia, uh, Lou Gehrig became the first player in the 20th century to bless four home runs in one game and barely missed hitting a fifth. It took 
32 years into the century before someone did it. Also in the state, 1932, citing poor health, the New York Giants announced the resignation of longtime skipper John McGraw. 32 years at the helm, the fiery manager won three World Series, nine National League pennants, including a record four consecutive flags. And I'll tell you right now, that's, that's who Bruce Bochy is being compared to, is John McGraw as a Giants manager. Also in the state, 1932, bad luck for Tony Lazeri. He blasted a grand slam to complete a natural cycle. Four hits in sequential order. Single, double, triple, home run. Pretty rare. An amazing feat. Unfortunately, it was overshadowed by Gehrig hitting four home runs and John McGraw being retired. So bad luck. On this day, 1939, Joe Sprins. Remember that name, Joe Sprins. Remember all the time I've told you about uh, players and little exhibitions, catching balls thrown off the Washington Monument or from airplanes, hot air balloons off the top of buildings, and they never seem to really get hurt, even though you're thinking if they missed it, they could get hurt. Joe Sprins got hurt. He fractured his upper jaw in 12 places and has five teeth knocked out, attempting to catch a ball dropped 800 feet, 800 feet from a Goodyear blimp. Now remember this. This guy's face is messed up in 1939. Not a lot of plastic surgery going on. Uh, His name was Mule. He was a catcher with the Pacific Coast League San Francisco Seals, was participating in Baseball Day at the Golden Gate Exposition on Treasure Island in San Francisco Bay. If you're not familiar, that's the island between Oakland and San Francisco. The ball hit his upraised glove. It was driven into his face. Remember, he's got leather between the ball. It hit his face with such a force it broke his face. He spent eight weeks in the hospital. 1967, Harmon Killebrew launched the longest home run ever hit in Metropolitan Stadium. A 503-foot shot traveled deep in the second deck of the left center field bleaches, bleachers. Uh, I'm blaming the drugs. And once again, it's I think it's Ultram, which I believe the Avengers beat in one of the movies. The stadium chair, uh, the ball hit by the Twins outfitter, is now mounted high on a wall overlooking the flume ride, the log flume at the Nickelodeon Universe and the Mall of America, which is on the former site of the Met in the precise spot the ball landed in the upper deck in deep left center field. That's pretty cool. On this day in 1978, the Braves and Cubs tied a major league record. They used 14 hurlers in a single game, each used seven as the Cubs outlasted the Braves 8-6 to six in Wrigley. On this day in 1980, the Expos' first-round selection in the amateur draft is University of Arizona standout Terry Francona. I'm mentioning this for two reasons. One, the draft is tonight. And two, because he was signed by the team's general manager, John McHale, for $100,000. Terry was. In 1958, 22 years earlier, McHale was the GM of the Tigers, refused to give a $1,000 raise to Terry's father, Tito, who had asked for a salary increase to help support a new addition to the family, his son, Terry. How bizarre is that? I guess he was making up for it, John McHale was. On this day in 1989, in a 22-inning game played at the Astrodome, Houston beat the Dodgers 5-4 to when Rafael Ramirez's run-scoring single played at Bill Duran, or Doran, whatever, to end the contest at 2.50 a.m., seven hours, 14 minutes after it started. Longest game in National League history, L.A. center fielder John Shelby went 0-10, and pitcher Fernando Valenzuela finished the game at first base. Which is okay, because Fernando, for a big guy, was an athlete. 1998 on this date, Orlando Hernandez got the victory in his Major League debut when the Yankees defeated the Devil Rays in New York 7-1. El Duque had escaped from Cuba on a boat just half a year earlier. On this date in 2003... 
Slugger Sammy Sosa was thrown out of a game during the first inning. He shattered his bat, and the broken remains exposed. He had been corking his bat. Double cheater. Cheated with his bat. Cheated with his blood. He uh, got an eight-game suspension, reduced to seven. On this day in 2004, he called 4,306 consecutive regular season games and another 41 during the postseason. Tom Cheek's 27-and-a-half season streak ended. The modest broadcaster who missed his first game due to his father's death had done play-by-play of every Blue Jays game since the team's first on a snowy day in 1977. I remember that day. It was, we're like, oh, my God, it's snowing. I remember that's, this was before they played games in Colorado. And we're like, it's snowing, and they're playing outdoors in Toronto. On this day in 2008, Elaine Fulps won the Grand Prairie Air Hogs uh, promotion that included a certificate. How, how nice is this? It was a $10,000 giveaway. It doesn't expire until Elaine expires. What did she win? a casket, and a funeral at the Chapel of Roses funeral home, as well as their cemetery plot and a headstone in Arlington, Texas. That's pretty good promotion. Okay. So we already went through Pete's tweets. We did all that. There was something I was going to mention there. I wanted to... Eh, oh, well. Oh, it's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. We didn't do Pete's tweets yet, did we? Or did we not? No, we didn't. I think we skipped... I, that's what I did. I was talking about something else, and I got distracted. And so it's moving on. Uh, because the C- Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel sweepstakes have now begun, teams can sign them without losing draft picks. Uh, start your engines. John Morosi, the baseball writer, tweeted, I asked Scott Boris, the agent, if he expects a quick resolution on Keuchel. And Boris said, the wine has to decant. To which Ken Rosenthal tweeted back, I'm no enophile wine lover, but hasn't the wine been decanting for seven months already? Let's see. Congratulations to Braves uh, rookie Austin Riley. This happened just before I went on air today. Uh, Austin Riley is the National League Rookie of the Month for May. And check this out. He didn't even play all of May. He had a line of 356, 397, and 746. Has seven home runs in just 15 games. Led all rookies with a 1.143 OPS and 20 RBIs in May. The quickest player to hit eight home runs in Braves franchise history. Austin Riley, the National League Player of the Month. Uh, shout out to Buck Lanford of Fox 5 Atlanta. Uh, used to do sports, now I think he does news, sports, whatever. He's, he's big time over there. Buck tweeted out today, I'd like to give you the rest of the day off and wish you a happy national leave the office early day. I'm out of here. To which I responded, oh, that's why we're off today. I was beginning to worry. <laughs> anyway, and this one just came over. I don't know if this is a joke. I don't know if they're changing the name of a team, but there's a minor league baseball team that's being called the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers. Like in a cow, utter tuggers, and it shows a, a mean cow running like a human on its hind legs, which is very scary. It's like the howling for cows, and it's got a bell on. So I guess it went to Mississippi State, and it's got horns, and it's a and it's a cow with udders, but it's got bull type like looking horns there. So I'm kind of confused. I think people in Wisconsin know what a cow looks like. I've driven through there. I saw a lot of cows, mostly Holsteins, I believe. You see Guernseys in the south a lot, and you see Holsteins up north. I don't know why that is. Anyway, uh, 
that's my opinion. We welcome yours. Oh, I did remember. Uh, Bill wrote me, and I appreciate to remind me. Last week, I couldn't remember a story I was going to tell you. I don't have time to tell you today, but I'll tell you the next time. Basically, it's about finding a book that I had read when I was a kid about the World Series, and I'll tell you about that in, in an upcoming podcast. Once again, thank you to everybody who was uh, listeners at the Kimmer Show who are now helping here out. Uh, we, uh, Chloe uh, gets executive uh, director uh plug today because she's the newest member of patreon.com helping the show out as well you know of course there's mike and michael and esther and and i'm I'm gonna start getting a list of names and just reading out as producer credit every time for doing this because hey we're unemployed now we're starving artists so help us out uh you can listen on uh itunes as long as it's up uh (laughs) stitcher.com uh my uh place is petedavis.buzzsprout.com that's my website for the podcast holy crap in sports this is episode number 24 and as always on my facebook page uh the Kimmer show facebook page and on twitter at pete davis one everybody have a lovely night uh, and everybody in the midwest those storms hopefully have ended the flooding in arkansas and oklahoma i got friends out there i hope you're doing okay and everybody have a lovely night i'm gonna go to the pool now because i have no work to go to and see if I can get uh, a kidney stone to cooperate and take more Ultram or Ultron or Thanos or whatever it is. It feels like Thanos is crushing me. That's what it feels like. Anyway, uh, everybody have a lovely night. Drink up, Shriners.